0: Pro Studios. Hi, this is Ruhi and you have tuned into Dastane Musafirs. On this show, we explore poems and stories from my book In Conversation with Light and Darkness. And this is also where you get to know the inner workings of my personal journey and the stories that built me. This episode is personal at so many levels. It's about the time when I started writing my first book in conversation with light and darkness. Kuch loves hum nahi likhte hain. Kuch loves hume likhte hain. And it was an eye-opening time for me when what I had called loneliness, abandonment issues, and childhood trauma started taking its own shape in words, poetries, and stories. Saaf-saaf kahuto, mein kahun art started flowing out of what I had thought to be the ugliest places inside me. Looking back at it all, it makes sense now. But this episode is not about how everything makes sense now. It is about the chaos of it, the creation of it, the birth of transformation and art that leads to healing. And a poem reminds me of this transformation. It's called Truth. Here it goes. Hate is just love set ablaze in anger. Forgiveness is just a sky built more of understanding and less of thundering grudges. Loneliness is just a scream for companionship itself. Art is an attempt to survive the storm. Depression is just forgetting your way back home. Self-love is just a revolution, finding its own way out of years of colonization. Nostalgia is just an almost crumbled rose, forgotten until seen inside a book. Anger is just hurt, masked under the gravel of emotions. Self-worth is just realizing that you are expensive wine, not to be spilled over the mouth of dirty rugs. Poetry is just wounds tended to slowly, slowly, slowly. Kabhi aapke ke bhi aisa hua hai that you wanted to pick up a pen or a paintbrush to come out of whatever that pains you. Kya rishta hai dard aur creation ka? Let's dive deep into transformation and art. And I'm so happy that today on the show, we have Predna, our own mental health facilitator, to help us unlayer this. Welcome to the show, Predna. Thank you so much for having me again. And art is a
1: very exciting topic, which is a lot of fun
0: let's, let's get started then. So um, what is art therapy? Let's begin there.
1: So art therapy is... Simply using art form for therapeutic purpose. We can't remember our feelings through painting, crayons, pencils, is much more easier. And even the mediums are very important in art therapy. Uh, people who are very controlled in their feelings, they can do better with pen and pencil. A little more open people can go for uh, color pencils. Usse jo or experimentative hai, karni karni ready hai, they can go for oil pestles. And then the last ones can go for uh, paints, watercolors. Uh, usse hamara feelings hai, wo se express Art therapy is not only about the medium, it is also about the kind of colors we choose. You talk a lot feelings ki baat kari, anger, ki, hatred, ki, forgiveness, ki, love. Ki. And all these feelings have colors to it. So when we use those colors intuitively, it helps us feel better because whatever we are holding inside is able to come out on paper and we can see it more clearly.
0: So what does, what does your anger look like? Like my anger looks like, uh, okay, I have to think of a color now. <laughs> what does yours look like right now?
1: Mine looks like red and orange lava, destroying everything that is
0: coming on its way. Like this really fiery red. Yeah, I get your point. Yes. Mm. Right. But I do know, once I recall when we were working on uh, My Loneliness, I, I do remember that we did this and uh, you asked me, what color does your loneliness look? And I said, it looks like black, like a void, like this, there's nothing. And I do also remember coloring the sky green as a kid and then not being, you know, then being told that don't color it green because it's supposed to be blue. Uh, But do you think that there is a relationship between children and creativity, like an innate relationship? Absolutely. Children are born creative,
1: children are intuitively creative. Uh, When they play house, when they turn different things into House and uh, use sticks and stones for utensils and bed, and they can actually plan out rooms and entire building out of it. Up uh, to dollhouses, I am not a very huge supporter of them because everything is clearly presented to them, and they're not allowed to use their imagination. Dollhouses prevent them from use, using that unless we're doing storytelling, that's a different thing. They they know how to pretend to heal. They know how to pretend to create problems and they can step in and out of the play. Uh, they don't stay in it for very long. And that's the whole beauty about being a child.
0: Right. Is that not how psychodrama was discovered in a children's uh, playground? Would you like to talk about that? Yes.
1: JL uh, Marino is the founder of psychodrama. He's the father of psychodrama. He uh, discovered it while watching children play in a park so day in day out uh, he took his children to play in the park and as he waited for them he would observe children playing and he ca- he came up with this technique where you uh, turn your feelings and your memories uh, into things uh, into things that you can see uh, while using things that are present there around you you're not getting anything from anywhere
0: I think it would be nice to exemplify it right now because we have practiced it once and probably that's why we can understand it so well. But I remember that empty chair thing that we did, maybe something as simple as that to demonstrate. So empty chair is one of the most basic
1: techniques of uh, uh, psychodrama. Have you ever spoken to yourself in the mirror? Too many times, now. too many times. That is sort of psychodrama. Uh, We are doing it with uh, unawareness. But uh, when you see yourself in the mirror, you think that that is a different person and you're speaking to a different person as an outsider and guiding it, that you should do this. You should think like this. No, you're not bad. No, you're not uh, the label that people have given you. And you insist upon it while talking to yourself in the mirror. So empty chair is a slightly different version of that. Whoever you want to have a dialogue with, you imagine that they're sitting on a chair with you. So you decide to place a chair uh, uh, with regards to you, uh, however you imagine it. If you want to keep it very close, you want to keep it behind you, you want to keep it in front of you, you want to keep it far away, you want to keep it close to you. It's all up to you. And that is where the creativity comes in. And once the chair is set, you have already thought of who do you want to talk to? You want to talk to your wiser self. You want to talk to your inner child. You want to talk to your parents uh, whom you're not able to talk to in person because of their own defenses. You could talk to your partner with whom you're having a fight but can't say things to them. You can talk to your friend, anybody, dead or alive. Doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I like that part. (laughs) (laughs) See, you think that
1: they're sitting in front of you. Uh, You can even, uh, to make it bigger, you can imagine a color uh, which reminds you of them. You can pick up a scarf. For example, if I want to talk to uh, a friend I've not spoken in a long time, she reminds me of yellow because she was like sunshine. So I can take a yellow scarf and keep it on that chair and imagine that she's sitting there and I can say whatever I want to to her.
0: Good or bad, irrespective, right? We Put can say bad, bad things.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that part too. <laughs> but on a serious note, I remember. Uh, so I, I I don't know if how many people know this know this about me, but my father passed away when I was uh, three years old, and uh, that just means that I do not have any living memory of him. But once, when Prerna and I we were working on. Uh, my relationship with my father and my father wounds. Uh, That's when we did a psychodrama around. uh, It was her clinic and she asked me to pick up uh, anything that reminded me of my father. And I still remember, Prerna, I chose a tennis trophy because my dad was a tennis player and you had it in your uh, showcase, in the showpiece. And then I spoke so much to that tennis trophy, man. I didn't even know. I had so many things to say to my own father, you know? (laughs) Yeah, so it does help. But uh, would you recommend uh, people trying this on their own uh, without any um, director of the psychodrama? How do we do it? If I want to practice this safely uh, at home, how do I go about it?
1: Easiest thing is to talk to different versions of yourself. I would not say... Uh, that uh, uh, do with complicated relationships because anything can come out of it because we have been suppressing a lot of things, repressing a lot of things. And psychodrama has this ability to bring out all the suppressed stuff out of you that you have not allowed yourself to think for a very long time. So I would say that do it with a person who specializes in psychodrama, uh, but save thing as talking to your wiser self. Uh, talking to uh, your inner child, uh, comforting it. That can
0: easily be done. That is a beautiful uh, example. I'm sure you can try this at home. With <laughs> with proper directions and safety or else I suggest uh, people can get help. But as adults, you know, Preena, I honestly feel uh, we lose touch with creativity. Uh, we are running pillar to post. We are working jobs. We are paying our bills, spending for ourselves. In the modern times, we don't have much space for things like art and creativity. And also, the popular myth of artists are always big. High time we break it, man. But how do we incorporate art in our daily lives as adults?
1: We can be creative anytime we want. We don't need to have time for it. Uh, when I was learning art therapy, my trainer uh, said that do you choose your clothes in the morning? Do you match your jeans with the top? Do you choose your ear- earrings? Do you choose how you hair uh, how you want your hair to be on that day? That is creativity, that is art. That's not anything else. When you're choosing your lipstick, when you're choosing a certain kind of shoes that are gonna match with your uh, clothes, everything that we do is creative. If we cook food, the way we sit, the way we talk, the kind of words we use can be creative. It doesn't have to be that we have to sit down in a certain frame of mind, then only do art. Uh, With color therapy, as we were talking about, If you want to feel happy and happiness is yellow for you, then maybe wear a yellow top that day. Or maybe just pick up yellow color and draw anything that comes to your mind. If sun comes to your mind, simply drawing sun at the corner of a page is art. Uh, And in school, we used to uh, do this doodling whenever the lecture was very boring. Every child has done it, drawn eyes, drawn sun. There were these symbols that nobody taught us, but we still do it. We still did it at that time. That is art. Uh, First of all, the barrier has to go down that we are not artistic. Humans are artistic. They're born creative. And now you can express your creativity in any way. There's no good art. There's no bad art. And art doesn't have to look like anything. Ambika, you uh, mentioned that uh, uh, your sky was green as a child. So why not?
0: It can be green because it's your sky. True, I'm going to go paint a green sky now. But, but before that, it is very important uh, for, I think, for this realization to sink in. We have to go a step backwards and establish a relationship between uh, the, you know, the pain, the process of uh, healing and the pain we go through in it. And the process of building a new self. That is also art. Don't you think so, Prerna?
1: Absolutely, because when you connect with your pain, you get so many answers. It comes with wisdom. It comes with a lot more connection. When you're happy, it's very difficult to connect with yourself. But when you're in pain, the doorway is already open. All you need to do is write it, paint it, doodle it, sing it, or maybe even dance it.
0: I love that idea. Reminds me of so many people here in Manali and we, we go on dancing sprees. And that's one thing I love about Manali a lot, that it's a place where you can dance really, even on the streets. Wonderful. So uh, how do we reconnect? Because we have lost touch. How do we reconnect with this lost artist inside us?
1: One question I always recommend everybody to ask is, who told you that your art is not good? Who turned you off art? After remembering that person, remind yourself that that's the person's opinion and they didn't understand art very well. Imagine them and in your mind, forgive them. And now ask yourself, if this line wasn't said to you that you're not artistic, you're not creative, then what would you do? And for me, it would be, I would dance. Then I would dance no matter what. And even if it is one step a day, today only I was talking to a client and uh, uh, their uh, way of connecting with themselves is dance, but they're not danced in years. So I said, I'm going to give you one step, exercise of doing one step in one week. Let's start, start with that.
0: I remember uh, establishing a very intimate uh, relationship with dancing. I had gone to this uh, meditation camp. Uh, it was an Osho meditation camp years ago. Uh, And I really needed it that time, even though I didn't realize how much I needed it. It was only after I had gone there, I realized that I was carrying such a lot of things inside me. So they made us scream and they made us do a lot of stuff. uh, And primarily, they made us dance a lot. So in one particular meditation, I still recall and it is so fresh in my head. Oh my God, I can literally go back and stand there in my memory. So um, it was 25 of us and the instructor asked us to scream, I hate you at the beginning. So we were screaming, I hate you all around. We were supposed to go in circles amongst ourselves. Uh, No touching, obviously, no violence. But we were supposed to say, I hate you with all the built up anger inside us. So everybody was shouting, I hate you. And there happened to be a lot of mirrors in that meditation room. As a result, there was this one person, Ishii, I miss you so much. (laughs) Ishii, this old American guy, he used to live in Manali. He was with us. And Ishii kept looking at one of the mirrors and he kept saying, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. His face was red in anger. And uh, then the music kind of mellowed down and we were asked to relax ourselves and uh, an enchanting love kind of a music started flowing. And the instructor asked us to go around the same room amongst the set of same people and express love. And oh my God, Predna, people were hugging each other. They were crying. They were apologizing for no explanation, no reasons given There was love in the room. And that is the most potent form of love I've ever felt. And all this because of dancing. It brings, um,
1: almost, you know, my eyes are welling up listening to
0: this.
1: Connection is beautiful. We are so used to hating each other and ourselves. Uh, Hate has become so normalized that even uh, a little sign of love uh, can make us feel very emotional.
0: True. I literally started crying there. And by the way, end of the story, uh, when I looked around the room during the love you session, I looked at Ishii and he was still standing in front of the same mirror, this time confessing love to himself. And I could clearly tell he loves himself way more than he hates himself. Wow. This is very powerful. Very, very powerful. So right now, art and all is cool. Like I love art. Everybody loves art. But sometimes we are in a phase uh, in a state of healing where even if we create something or find the energy to create something, we may not be able to create it. And we may have a hard time expressing ourselves and may feel even more unsatisfied uh, after completing you know a mandala or whatever painting or writing what we wanted to write how do we deal with situations like these uh, feeling unsatisfied even after practicing art or art therapy
1: so this is a very very good question Um, I would say that you have been disconnected from yourself for a very long time and to do art once or twice or, or to do any form of art basically, once or twice. We cannot uh, expect ourselves to start talking suddenly. We have not trusted ourselves for very long. Just like in relationships, a person who, who has not been trusted, who has not had trust, will take long time to trust somebody again. In the meantime, you can keep talking to yourself lovingly and keep at it and look for moments where uh, creativity is you know, calling you out. Uh, you sat down to write something, to draw something today, nothing came up. Or even if you just did a task because somebody said you should do art therapy. And uh, one fine day you're walking and you see the sky and you want to paint that sky. That's your moment. Then you come back and paint. You keep yourself handy and ready all the time so that when creativity strikes you, you can uh, just make
0: use of it. Like there's a, a notebook in my washroom.
1: I type a lot of my poems on my phone. Yeah.
0: This is, it's easy that way. True.
1: But re- remain patient and try as many different things. You could be cerebral, then you could be into poetry. You could be into uh, colors, then you would be into painting. Uh, you might be into photography for that matter. Uh, then, then photography is the way to heal. Video graphic would be the way to heal. Try try different, as many different things, uh, just like in that movie where Julia Roberts uh,
0: tries different kind of eggs to finally understand which kind of eggs she likes. Do you know anyone or in your sessions, if this has come across, a success story related to art therapy? Or any story, in fact, related to art therapy?
1: Um yeah definitely you can go on without names if you choose to please absolutely without names because uh, privacy and client confidentiality is of utmost matter the art therapy that has held one of my clients and it's most significant is that uh, this girl came to me and she said I want to understand what's going on in my life I just can't understand it
0: been there Mm -hmm.
1: and then we took a chart And we drew symbols for everything that was out there, everything that was going on in our life, for different uh, people in our life. I I like to call it genealogy mandala also, where you put all the elements there and try to see yourself in relation to that. So this girl said that she was very close to her boyfriend. And when she drew uh, the boyfriend, he was a flower. But the symbol she had chosen for herself was a tree and then and she had been describing the relationship as very nurturing uh, that her boyfriend was very nurturing and then we're looking at it we are literally staring at the tree and the flower for about 2 minutes and then i ask is it nurturing and then she says no because how can a flower nurture a tree
0: oh my god that's a revelation of some sorts
1: yeah so you, you can you can relook at your relationships. You can relook at whatever is going on in your life because when it's there, you're doing it very unconsciously. Through art, you can cheat your mind into telling you what's going on. Through words, we know how to manipulate ourselves: what to let in,
0: what to let go. True, but when when we draw something, when we create something, or in however form, when we put it out there, we can see it for ourselves. Instead of it being a mental maze, it becomes concretized and it becomes understandable.
1: Absolutely, idea is to do it with as much uh, freedom and as less logical mind as possible, without analyzing it. While doing art, you shouldn't be thinking at all. How is it looking? What am I? Go- what is going to come out? Oh, I'm drawing this. Then this means this. No analysis at that time. Once you're done, and then you look at the complete picture, it becomes
0: clear to you. True, and I particularly remember prerna when i wasn't able to write uh, the, the these poetries or you know when i started writing uh, the whole journey when it started the journey of writing the book i remember there were so many blockages and there were days in fact even months when i wasn't able to write and you just said you kept saying one thing to me the book will write itself and that time trust me i felt so angry i was like how is it going to write itself <laughs> How do books write themselves? But looking back, it was one poem at a time. And, uh, you know, one poem matched. And that is how the book compiled itself. And didn't even know that it's been more than 100 poems.
1: It's one of the most beautiful books that I've ever read, by the way.
0: Thank you, Predna, for helping us understand life better. I'm glad I could be here. And uh... Uh, we
1: could talk about so many things we just didn't speak about art we spoke about so much more uh, and as conversations with you are always so intense and deep
0: oh yeah I love I love our conversations <laughs> thank you so much uh, for coming here and helping us uh, with your unlayering love and art today and um, see you next time then see you And in the meantime, you dear listeners, dear Musafirs, if you have any questions or stories for Predna or me, you can send us your recordings by clicking on the Ask Me Anything link in the show description here or on my Instagram. If you felt connected to our stories, please subscribe to our podcast. Until then, this is Ruhi signing off. Take good care of yourself.